0: what's up everybody you are listening to switch flicks the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time i'm your host omar and i'm here with my silent but deadly co-host Sam. heysam Sam, how are you doing
1: you know um <laughs> uh, a quiet place Yeah? Name of my sex tape.
0: The rules of the podcast are simple. Hysam and I review something, one of us will have to love it, one of us will have to hate it, and who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate? The coin of fate? The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers, as always, today we are reviewing A Quiet Place 2. A quieter place. (laughs) Let us begin with our patented one-breast synopsis. (laughs) A Quiet Place Part 2 is a 2021 American horror film and sequel to the 2018 film A Quiet Place, both of whom follow a family that is forced to navigate and survive in a post-apocalyptic world inhabited by blind aliens with an acute sense of hearing. The movie takes place immediately after the end of the first film. The remaining number- members of the family leave the relative safety of their farmhouse to find a new home and other survivors. They meet Cillian Murphy, an old friend whose sense of hope and goodwill have been battered by a new world order. The family is split up as Reagan sets out to transmit high-frequency audio free back from her cochlear implant that can incapacitate the creatures. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping let its seeds while I was sleeping and the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence.
1: I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you love A Quiet Place Part 2. If it lands on tails, you hate it. Here goes nothing. Heads, you love A Quiet Place Part 2. A Quiet
0: Place Part 1 was such an incredible horror movie that one could not possibly hope to beat it. So it was a great surprise and a wonderful thing to see that A Quiet Place Part 2 sets the bar even higher. The type of horror that has been crafted by the filmmakers over here uh, has just de- redefined a horror genre of its own, quiet horror.
1: I would like to begin with a moment of silence. <laughs> a moment of silence for logic, uh, good characterization, uh, or smart decision-making. Uh, this movie deserves the silent treatment.
0: Look, man, I mean, you know, puns aside, I mean, you really, you know, the, the none of the stuff that you... Are saying is actually irrelevant The characters are incredible The tension is immaculate The acting is just brilliant To have such a small character-oriented horror movie With such a small cast With such a tight-knit family That is going through hell, really You feel like you're the fifth member of their
1: family Let me stop you there Let's start with feeling like the fifth member of this family Yes, the fifth member family filled with idiots Okay, (laughs) let's... Let's start with this boy child who gets his (laughs) leg caught in a, a, caught in a bear trap and then sneaks around just, you know, willy nilly. Uh, and putting everybody in danger Making the worst possible decisions
0: He's a kid, uh, he's a child Alright, like I understand that Maybe because of his slight frame You can relate to him and you feel like you would have done better But he's like 11 years old I mean of course the kid's gonna make some some You know, unfortunate decisions You said
1: that, you know, the kid's an 11 year old So he's making dumb decisions It's like the script was written by an 11 year old Who's making decisions for the sole purpose Of trying to get the plot Where they want to. And that's a huge problem with this movie.
0: I was hooked from the beginning of this film. The opening of A Quiet Place Part 1 was really, really hard to beat because it was just so visceral and it was beaten by A Quiet Place Part 2, where it shows you the lead up to what happened in A Quiet Place Part 1 with the actual first moments that this disaster struck. Right. You get to meet and the family in, in a happier time and you get to experience the shock uh, through what feels almost like a continuous uh, movement of camera because it's so beautifully edited that you feel like you're there with them as they experience this global, globe ravaging, uh, you know, invasion. You know,
1: and that first 10 minutes is completely irrelevant to the rest of the film. This is a short movie anyway. It eats up like 10, 15 minutes of the film Nothing. It like it does not forward the plot in any way. It is just an exercise in trying to show off by John Krasinski, who should have just stayed at the office selling paper. That's what he. How about how about how about Switch? How about Switch? Well, you know, uh, John Krasinski is the new Steven Spielberg. Okay, <laughs> he started off as a lowly employee of a paper selling uh, office <laughs> in Scranton. And now, this is we'll the sequel
0: it. to the original. So you can't ride on the coattails of the original, no matter what you think of it. A sequel needs to add something new. And they miss every opportunity to try to connect the ravages of the modern world, the coronavirus pandemic, with the ravages of, of what's happening there. It was a just, it was like handed to them on a silver platter. And yet, they completely miss every opportunity to do so.
1: This movie was meant to release. A week, the same week as the first lockdown, this movie was completed way before the coronavirus and it still kind of truly understands, what, you know, I was in tears so many times because so much of what was happening reminded me of You're the year and a half that we lived with, living in isolation, away from people, uh, <laughs> you know, growing a beard. Like, let's talk about some of the performances. We see John Krasinski at the beginning, a bit role, but he leaves his stamp uh, on that role. Emily Blunt playing yes, the mom Yes, he leaves his
0: stamp by reminding us that he cannot put his finger to his lips without smacking his nose with his finger. Yet again, what is it about the way that he shushes? What is it about the way that his finger crosses his nose that he has to kind of go ding a ding ding shush? Like, what is that? I don't understand that. You know, you don't, that's is not there, why you say shush. That's is not, there anybody? When I shush, you, shush! I'm I,
1: shushing you right now. Okay. <laughs> is there anybody? Is there anybody in the history of cinema that does a dramatic shush better than John <laughs> Kinski in a quiet? Certainly trace? not
0: Killian Murphy. I'll tell you okay. that much.
1: <laughs> oh Killian Murphy. Let's talk about him. His beautiful blue eyes. His, deli- <laughs> his delicate features. You know, they tried to grow a beard to hide his beautiful face. But they aren't able to. Okay, but let's get away from how beautiful he is so and talk what? about So, this. you
0: got a little eye candy, huh? You got a little eye candy with Killian Murphy, you know? Like, I'm sorry, all right? Like, you know, we, we need more depth than that. We need more gravitas, do, you know? I,
1: I think what's amazing about the casting of Killian Murphy is that the whole time you don't trust his character because it's played by Killian Murphy, but he's actually a good guy. You know, just no, the casting can, puts you at the edge of your not. seat Absolutely not,
0: you do trust his character Because he's paper thin Nothing that he says has any layer of depth to it He talks about how his wife died So immediately we're like, okay, cool He's involved in the death of his wife somehow Something He's done something wrong No, not at all, his wife you know, just died You know, he you know goes, what this
1: is? What? They subvert our expectations, okay? <laughs> Ex- they subvert our expectations, yes. seriously? Okay, it's what I do when having sex with my ex-girlfriend <laughs> She thinks she's going to have an orgasm. And I subvert her expectations. Uh, Sorry, did you say something? I switched
0: you in the middle of what you were saying about how you subvert your girlfriend's expectations.
1: No. I'm an excellent lover. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for that switch. Uh, I'm just an extremely uh, extremely, potent Right? Uh, and rambunctious <laughs> lover. Uh, and quiet. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Killian Murphy. What a yeah. terrible decision. Excuse to, me. W- what a terrible you, you... decision to finish his character arc midway through the movie. His character arc finishes halfway through the movie and for the rest of the film there's nothing for him to do. His
0: be. character arc continues well to the end of the film where he helps the child, the girl, the deaf girl whose name I forgot, Reagan or Ronald Reagan or whatever it is, where he helps yeah. her uh, <laughs> achieve her goal of of of, you know, giving everyone the signal to be able to 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 to, you know, stave off the the monstrous creatures. He was relevant from beginning to end. He gets her to the island
1: that already happens halfway through the movie. That's not how a character arc works. This movie is a classic example of, you know, uh, making a movie just for the sake of money. That The first Quiet Place had a complete story that... Is- started and ended and they did not this need to do this. expands
0: the universe, the quiet universe, right? The quiet verse, okay, as we shall call it. The quiet verse has now expanded beyond the little farmhouse of the Krasinski's, okay? Now they've yeah. been forced to go out into the world and now they have to go beyond the steps of their safe path, you know, that path of dust that they put onto the sand and no, they don't yes. wear shoes. Of course they don't wear shoes. They will suffer <laughs> like Jesus did without shoes on the road to jerusalem because you know, they are they are representative of humanity and you know you know the,
1: this, the, the fact is that they but even conceptually there are so many plot holes in this idea of a quiet place what happens if somebody farts how do you take a shit what happens if you sneeze how did they put the sand there uh, this there, is are degrees, there are obviously this-
0: degrees of, of quiet, right? So, you know, you can whisper, you can, you know, you can breathe. Yes. If you fart, it has to be that you spread one ass cheek no. in order to release the fart in a silent way. You know, there are <laughs> things that you do. And that's what you know? makes the tension so amazing right. is that everyone is constantly trying to muffle themselves.
1: This movie is really, the idea is not at all well thought out. And the more they expand on the universe... Uh, the less sense it makes. The aliens can't swim? Yes, the aliens can't swim.
0: Why would they not? Why would they? Listen, these aliens are clearly some sort of invasive species. They're like an animal. It's not like they have any kind of logic. They've landed on Earth. They're just ravaging and killing. That's what they are. They're like a virus. So, they've landed on Earth. Obviously, they're not completely, uh, you know...
1: uh, So, they're technologically advanced enough to make a spaceship that travels travels technologically advanced, but can't get on a boat.
0: Who said it was a spaceship? Who said it was a spaceship? That looked more like a gigantic a gigantic meteorite that they were inhabiting. It landed on Earth. It wrecked. It wrecked, uh, wreaked havoc. Yes. Okay, and uh, and they have some some uh, s- some weaknesses. Yeah.
1: Like and how dare John Kaczynski leave Pam to make a movie with Emily Blunt? Right. Uh, I don't. understand. You know that's not
0: actually him. That's that's a character that he plays in The Office,
1: which is a documentary, as we all no, know. No, it's and it's
0: it's a. It's a fictional...
1: No, they do the interviews where they have the interviews of the people and No, that's
0: all fictional. It's not real. That's not John Krasinski, that's his character.
1: Okay, you are right now just, you know, uh, <laughs> tangling me in a web of lies and deceit. So let's just And speaking of off of off tangling of and, and webs, I mean the
0: way that these creatures were designed, the way that they walk this this eerie, creepy, uh, malignant, uh, malicious, terrifying creature that that, that 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 just, you know, it's it's so inhuman, it's so disturbing. That It's just completely unbelievable I mean really (laughs) You know where we saw that creature before You know You know It was in Cloverfield Okay This Ah. is the same monster from Cloverfield Except it's got a headache Okay It's the Cloverfield monster With a migraine That's basically what it is You know Can they design something new
1: what a great original design for a monster. Even the idea of having the sound the way, you know, their eardrums move and how that's that how that's their weakness, the way they move, how they climb the ceilings. They could be anywhere. And we haven't talked about how tense this movie is every moment. You know, those quiet long stretches of them just slowly walking through Will there be a sound? Will that not? You can feel that tension in the cinema. Everybody goes silent. If somebody coughs, No, that might have been the case with the
0: first film, but in this film, it doesn't do anything else. It just goes even more silent. And by the way, the one thing that I can say about this is that they were extremely selective with how they chose to design the sound. So, uh, In one shot, somebody could be closing a metal door and it barely makes a sound. In another shot, when there's there's a creature nearby, it has happens make more of a sound. It's like this entire movie was just a series of plot devices that were used by lazy writers in order to propel the plot forward.
1: You know, you call it selective uh, uh, sound design. I call it curated sound design. Okay. It is curated. Yeah, it's curated,
0: not just, it's curated, C- yeah. curated, like yeah, they, they curated, curated the, the sound. sound
1: design to enhance the tension as much as possible. And movies do that. And I applaud this film for doing that. It understands its audience and manipulates our fears and our, uh, you know, what they we're also curated ex- ex- logic
0: throughout this film. Because characters did not act in a way that they should. They didn't act in a way that made sense. They telegraphed everything that was going to happen. Instead of this being the next step of A Quiet Place, it just devolved into another horror movie. It was a big disappointment in that way. You know,
1: if the last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that, you know, in times like this, in times of extreme stress, people make terrible decisions. You know, if a movie had people walking around saying, I'm not gonna wear a mask during the virus. I'd go like, what a dumb decision. So unrealistic, but guess what? People make these kind of decisions in real life. You know, if there was a vaccination cure, and you know, in a movie they said, I'm not gonna get a cure. I'd be like, no people person in real life would do that. But guess what? People do that. People go like, oh, I'm gonna turn into a mutant if I take a vaccination. But then how did they survive?
0: I will not, I don't, you know what? That's a point that I find it hard to disagree with because it has been proven to us over the past year that people can work against their best interests and they can be absolutely ridiculously stupid when it comes to certain rules, but then they don't survive. Those are the people that die. How did this family survive for this long? How did these people survive for this long and constantly make the wrong decisions? It doesn't make sense.
1: Oh, the family had John Krasinski before to look for them and now he's dead. And now they have to figure out what to do. That's what's so beautiful. And it's that family. It's that fi- family dynamic. You really care about these people. Again, in that first half of the movie when they're running and there's that bear trap on the kid. Ah, oh, man, that audible gasp. You know, that, I you heard know what that, that was? surprise. That was
0: torture porn. That is what it was—torture porn, f- a- a- torture porn that was aimed at a child, uh, uh juvenile torture porn. Is that what? Is that what, uh, what? What floats your boat? Switch. there's nothing that floats my boat more than juvenile torture porn, and I'm so <laughs> glad that they included it in this film in the first half. It really got me excited and yeah. titillated when I saw that young child <laughs> suffer in such a horrific way. I squealed.
1: You know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you probably had, you know, got your jollies <laughs> from seeing the girl's cochlear implant. Uh, huh? You saw her cochlear uh, uh, implant and you were just so happy about wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, wait.
0: I feel like this conversation is now devolving and uh, much like the film may have in the second half. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we've reached the natural conclusion of this debate. So tell me, Haisam, what did you really think? About A Quiet Place Part
1: 2. Okay, I think that this is going to end up being one of those reviews where it's a movie that I actually generally liked. uh, But because of its problems, we'll spend most of the review kind of just talking about how, like, all of its problems. And I don't want people to think I don't recommend this film. I do. I think it's, you know, on a whole, a good film that I think, you know, go out to the cinema, watch it, you'll have a good time. But it's a film that has, especially in the second half, a lot of problems. I agree.
0: I think I, I this film was essentially its its shape to me was like an an inverted V, like a, like a little like a tri, like a triangle, like a like a pyramid. Okay, so it started yes. off. And it was just getting better and better and better. The tension was rising and rising. I was on board. I was there for the ride. You know, you had that really intense opening sequence, which to be fair, was not as good as the opening sequence of the first film, but it was really, really, really good still, you know? And then you go to the point where we are picking up exactly where the last film left off. So you're already, you know, you're kind of carried by the momentum of the previous film. So you're jumping right in. And it continues and you get to the point where, you know, the, the the son gets snapped by the bear trap and they meet Killian Murphy and the tension is palpable and it continues to get better and better. And there's like these great moments between them and, and the monsters and everything. But then it literally gets to the halfway point. And I can tell you the moment where shit started to fall apart was when uh, um, Emily Blunt's character leaves the hiding place to go to the hospital without telling her son what she was doing. And that was just the first of a series of ridiculous choices that were made by the writers, because it's a script problem, uh, that really had like the inverse effect on the rest of the film, where it just devolved and it became something like, oh, really, it's gonna be a predictable, boring horror film. And and it was so disappointing in the second half. So, uh, and again, the first half on its own is amazing. It's so good, but yeah. the, how badly does the second half hurt? It is the question, really.
1: Is there? You know, for one thing that ha- that this movie does that we didn't talk about during the debate <laughs> is that it kind of splits into uh, different kind of narrative. Like the family gets yes. split up, uh, and we're kind of following like two, like three different stories, really. Uh, and this happens in the second half of the film. So that's something that really hurts the film, I think in general, because we keep kind of intercutting between them and it kind of really takes away any of the tension that it's like, it keeps building this tension. And then we cut yeah. away, we get that release, we see something else. And then that happens, you know, in a lot of horror movies, I'm willing to kind of go like, okay, it's a, they, they're making dumb decisions. They decided to split up, but they needed to do it because it's a horror movie trope or whatever. But This series or this movie before that has been kind of not like that, right? No, it wasn't like that. It was fresh. So when this movie does it, it, it's more disappointing than when other movies do it, right? Like that kid, the male kid or whatever his name is, just is such an incompetent... Idiot. He's
0: such an idiot, and and, and it's so in, infuriating. Like yeah. the decisions that he's making, you know right? that. It's all, yeah,
1: it also feels like you didn't ha- like you know when the writers make those decisions, kind of like you didn't have to make this decision to no. get here.
0: Like no, because this is the way that I see it is that there are reasons for characters to behave the way that they do. Of course, they need to make decisions, but those decisions should be propelled by a situation that they cannot control for it to be something that is reasonable. So let's say that the kid was, you know, hiding in the bunker and then something happened that forced him to go out and he didn't have a choice. Then I would have felt for him, but that idiotic moron child (laughs) decided to limp his way up and out of the of the bunker, and leave the the baby, baby. practically choking uh, with no oxygen, you know, like yeah. a fool, you know. Uh, You couldn't side with him anymore at that point. And then to approach that curtain, knowing that he's going to obviously make some noise, it was so stupid and so so weak. It was such weak writing that it was just a huge disappointment.
1: Like you can directly compare that to the first one where, for example, there's the nail uh, on the stairs and there's the fact that she's going to give birth. Now those are two things that they set up, you know it's going to happen, that kind of raises that, stress and then she steps on the nail when the alien is there and you. she has to scream and that's like that's incredibly tense because that's something that happened to the character as opposed to the character doing something clearly like Dumb. stupid right exactly and I think the other problem is that you know now the girl has like that kind of superpower where like you know the aliens can't, she has the weapon she has like the thing where the sound thing where the aliens can't really hurt her so you aren't really feeling like anything bad. Like it, it doesn't well, feel no. as I mean, dangerous I, I, anymore. I feel-
0: not as dangerous not as yeah. dangerous and i think that's fair but i don't that didn't bother me it felt almost like retribution to a certain extent for all the yeah. damage that they caused the first time around i liked that they had the weapon it felt that right. felt like an evolution that felt like now they have this weapon that can disturb the the monsters enough so that they can be killed by a blast to the head when their armor plating opens up yeah. i felt okay this is interesting right but th- for me that was not the problem like that could right. have that that could have been used in many different ways you know it's not the problem though, that's
1: f- the thing it's right? not it, it isn't yeah. yes
0: that i agree with they didn't use that in a very you know, powerful way, except for the first time. When yes. when he gets when the boy gets you know, his his foot gets trapped in yeah. the in the in the bear trap and then that and then they fight off the monster. That was amazing. I was like really excited to see there's that.
1: also the cool sequence in the train where she is, you know, kind of pinned and like she's trying to do yes, it and it's a trying and she to can't... use it
0: and she yes. couldn't. Exactly so that yeah, was also cool. good. So but Again, That's to go in back fir- to some- the good l-
1: half of the film, you know? That That's still in the, when good the, the good half of the film,
0: exactly. <laughs> the, that was when it was still phenomenal. And another yeah. thing is the use of sound was inc- really well done in, the, in this version, you know? Yeah. Yes, I think the writing was weak in the especially yeah. in the second half it was very selective they 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 took shortcuts left right and center this yeah. film was an hour and a half long they could have allowed it to be an hour and 50 minutes and added another 20 minutes of storytelling of reasoning of of purpose rather than trying and, to just move the plot along as fast as possible i didn't get I that spent you know
1: a lot of the time kind of questioning not just like the why but also the how or what like the timings of it don't really make sense you know, they're stuck in that locker for a while. And then we just kind of cut away from there for, and like, you know, they get to that island. And then there's like just a bunch of random downtime in the middle of what should be the part where like the tension is rising the most. It's really intense, yeah. Right, and then you just kind of kill it for like 10 minutes. And then, so I think there's a lot of pacing problems too in the second where instead of kind of, what the movie does best is like long sustained tension. And this yes. movie doesn't really do that. It keeps cutting. It doesn't do that in the that second half. That's for it's sure. Re- yeah. It just kind of completely messes up the, the pace of it. And the other it, problem it, is.
0: It, it, sorry. It felt like the less good sequel that you yeah. would get into a lot of movies. You know what I mean? And that's the disappointment is that the first half felt like the the wonderful, extremely, like, the, the evolution. And then the yeah. second half felt like, oh, the straight-to-DVD sequel, you know, in terms because of storytelling.
1: I think what it is is that the thing that really works with the first film is that it's in a contained place with a small group of people. And the moment you expand that, it becomes harder to do. You remove that kind of cluster phobia of being stuck in a place, right? The other thing is that the character is on supposed to be on this epic journey to, you know, get to this island. Right. Mm. But to me, that journey doesn't really feel all that adventurous. It's like, Oh, it's a day's walk. I guess yeah. so it's not that far. No, the journey is not uh, so
0: that, uh, that powerful. That's true. The journey they, could, they could have done more about the journey. That's true. But like, right? let's just take There's a one. Step, take,
1: they meet those dangerous humans and nothing happens and with really them. It was just it. it was,
0: yeah, that's about you know? it. But like, Uh, again, you know, and again, this is exactly what's happening is that we're sticking to all the problems, you know, because, because it's hard not to, you know, because it's, I had such great expectations for it and, you know, we'll talk about all the good stuff, but some of the other like ridiculous moments were like when the mom decides to leave the young boy with the baby without telling him where she was going that's completely absurd i'm sorry but like what that makes absolutely zero sense like they've been surviving this whole time she would obviously wake him up tell him listen i have to go get you medicine look after the kid there's barely any oxygen left in the tank only (laughs) use it if you have to don't fucking leave or i'll kill you done (laughs) like like that's it what's he doing sneaking away that makes no fucking sense angers me you know and then like when they get to the uh, to 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 the to the coast you know there are at that point they're just i felt like they were just trying to set up some action sequences yeah you know and they, they were, were trying to lean into that action the action set set pieces you know i guess you would call them where they 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 they, they go into you know right into you know the the, the mouth of, of, of like right into danger by going straight to yeah. the boats when yeah. Kieran uh, um, sorry Killian Murphy would have obviously done more scouting or something to make sure but fine yeah. but then these characters that come up and 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 approach them they Who have they? no personality whatsoever. There's nothing there. Like, there was such it? an opportunity there for something to happen that was
1: more than that. Cult. Yeah. Is it something like what? What's going Who, what on? What is it? You know, and like, and and, and then when they get to the for no reason,
0: exactly. They just there. They get killed, and then you know they get to the to, to the island, and yeah. and then like you said, they just sit down and hang out for a while when like. Right. Time is of the like essence, this,
1: you know? They're on such an urgent mission, and then it <laughs> exactly. just stops. And it yeah. kind of messes up with the pacing of the film, too. Uh, there are, okay, let me just talk about all the really good things about the, yeah. the film first. I think it is it is actually really well-directed when it when it comes to those long sequences, you know? Yes. Uh, I think uh, the editing isn't great in the second half, but we'll get to that Uh I think, you know, it's well directed. The performances are really good. It has so many moments in the first half where I was surprised and I gasped and I was at the edge of my seat. Yes. uh, And I was kind of just like in it with these characters. Uh, And I think the sound design was just really effective. Um, Yeah. And this movie like legit made me like cry at like two, three, four different times during that first half. Uh, mm. I mean, I know that's not too hard, but I did. It's right? really
0: not. You're a crybaby, but that's okay. I uh, mean, you know, I. <laughs> but
1: you are my measure. You are
0: you are my measure for what a human being should feel. You know, because I'm right. a callous bastard, so yes. I don't feel. So when you do, I'm like, uh, oh, this is a good. This is a good moment. Yeah.
1: Okay. Did you feel anything <laughs> in that first half? You know? Or I, no? Yes. No, yeah. No, for no.
0: sure. I mean, the, honestly, when this fucking when the guy's foot gets smat um, gets trapped yeah. in the bear trap, yeah. that was like a moment. That was moment. like I fell out of my seat. <laughs> I was like, "What? Yep. no, <laughs> it was so Especially because
1: like he's screaming and then his mom like has to put her <laughs> like hand over his mouth. like trying to stop him and, and it, like, just, yeah. like and I know like, like, you're in pain, please, but please, please stop.
0: Please stop. Yeah. It's such That's an the kind of stuff that was, moment. that was really powerful. You know, the opening sequence was really good. The sound design was amazing. You know, they used a lot of silence, which was, which was really, I think they used yeah. more silence in this film than they did in the first one um where where you know where you kind of saw things from reagan's perspective which was really cool um the 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 creatures were a little bit more fleshed out and they were they were really cool monsters like they looked amazing you know and and i really liked their design uh the acting was wonderful you know almost throughout you know except for some of the characters at the end they were a bit shit but you know you know the, the main characters were were fantastic so uh, you know, it's definitely worth seeing, like, I wouldn't not see it, of course, but just be prepared that it's got yeah. like this kind of trans- transformation halfway through where you're like, oh, no, I don't know why this you know, is happening. I think
1: the other kind of problem I was thinking about is that, you know, in the first film, they don't talk much. There isn't mm. a lot of dialogue. That's right? true. A yeah, lot of it true. is sign language and mm-hmm. there is no dialogue. This movie has a lot more dialogue and mm-hmm. a lot more talking and it's not as strong because of it. Because they have that in the first movie, because they didn't have dialogue, they had to kind of, they were forced to kind of show things using kind of. It felt more dangerous. It felt more dangerous. And they also like just in terms of storytelling, they were forced to uh, show things without having the ability of characters to say what they were saying. right, 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 right. 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 So, you could say that, "Oh, their marriage was falling apart a little because you know they were walking away from each other after this fence, right, you right. know stuff like that in this movie, they talk a lot more, and so they use that as a way to kind of like as shortcuts, you know, the mom just goes like, "Oh, I don't want you to hurt so much, so I'm going to leave, and I'm gonna do this," and like they, they come up with a random ass excuse, you know, or they have this conversation. Like at the end, Killian Murphy and Reagan have this conversation where, you know, he's like, you are like your father. And she's like, you know, you're a better man than you thought, which is supposed to be this big kind of dramatic thing. And in the first movie, there is a moment like that that makes you kind of tear up and is simply the dad just signing I love you to his daughter before he Mm. dies, you know, which is Mm. so much more powerful than these characters having a three minute session where they're like talking out these saying that you're a nice yeah. guy like you are like, yeah. your like you know it's just yeah it does it's just not as uh effective uh, okay
0: we're going so, a little
1: long uh but okay. go on what what do you want to say
0: no that's it so so um yeah. how many deaf uh uh no 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 okay so how many migraine headed uh (laughs) cloverfield creatures would you give a quiet place part two
1: so you know the first half i I was literally thinking about this during the first half i was like oh my god this movie's a nine you know and then like uh, every like you know few minutes as the movie went back i'd be like okay 8.5 like okay it's an eight you know uh because the second half is just much weaker but even then i think uh just on the power of that first half and just compared to a lot of movies in this genre i'm gonna give it a
0: 7.5 Hmm. well with my uh super scientific calculation matrix that i've devised yeah. for uh, movie ratings uh-huh. um i Looked at what it was trying to be, and you know, it's you know the the script, the acting, the tension, the sound design, and all of that, and it was really hurt by the second half. I have to say, because what it ended up coming out to was six point eight, which compared to the first film, which I would easily say was a nine nine point something, you know, was not up to par. If I were to cut the movie in half. (laughs) and only rate the first part, it would easily be a nine as well. So do with that what you may.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think this was a really kind of an interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. I did a rewrite of the movie in my head. I'll tell you about that uh, off, off
0: screen. Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. Your support is the terrifying alien monster chasing us in our dreams. (laughs) we <laughs>